Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. Yippers. Sam Swan. That was a great introduction there, Dex. Yeah, you bet. You I mean, bet. not for me. I'm talking about the way you said Toby Mac. You like that? Love huh? breakthrough. Thanks, man. Maybe I'll do that from now on. That's, Sounds so professional. That's how I'll roll. Like you've been doing this a long time. Yeah, you know. A few days. A few days. It's getting my bearings. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Friday. Good morning, Aaron. Alicia. Hanging out on YouTube. You guys can uh, watch the show. Sam Swan is looking good in that sweet plaid shirt. Thank you. Yeah, man. I feel good in my sweet plaid shirt. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Brenda's okay. You know, she hit a deer. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, if you've crazy. never hit a uh, an animal with uh, with a car, at not an animal, because I'm sure there are Dude. people that have had run-ins with uh, rabbits or coyotes or uh, dogs that's out just, here. That, that's bad. But a big doesn't but matter a what you deer. Hit. Yeah, doesn't matter. But my point is, Game is that changer. if you hit any animal, I, mm-hmm. I love animals. I don't yeah. want to kill an animal. Yeah. You know, especially I don't like think anybody sets out to. Hit Why are you arguing? With Why? See, you're complicating it. What are you doing? All I'm saying is that I, I don't like to kill animals with my I don't car. Think anybody it's, does. I never said that. What are you doing? No, no kidding. But when you're driving, animals are stupid and they run out in front of you and you yeah. kill them on accident. They don't pay attention to and the that's, room. And that sucks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? So Brenda hit a deer. <laughs> Broadside. I mean, yeah. just took this this little mule deer out. She came out of the median. Mm-hmm. Not Brenda, the deer. And uh, it was it was pretty scary, scary for a little bit because I was behind her in another vehicle. So I watched the whole thing. Oh, oh wow. And, uh, yeah. So my car is in mule shoe being looked at by the insurance mule adjusters. Shoe. And all that. Yeah. Mule shoe. Yes. Mule shoe, Texas. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> So it I remember was, last I time I was down at Mule Shield. Yeah, I, I was there. Say. I was there in April, driving on my way to to San Angelo, Texas. Yeah. Oh, Mule Shield. Oh, yeah. Mule Shield. Oh, Mule Shield. I, I just I would love to see like some Brenda's driving and this animal runs out and boom and hits it and then she's like on the side of the road and you pull up next to her. Did you like pull up and say, "Oh dear"? <laughs> you did. You and she's punned like, it. I did. Now is not the I time. Did. You punned it. In fact, I gave her several. You just looked at her and you're like, "Go." Several, <laughs> several nicknames. I didn't think of that one. Oh, I, I really? started calling her the deer slayer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I yeah. said, hey, when we got to Clovis, because we spent the night in Clovis, because I was preaching in Fort Sumner. So mm-hmm. we were leaving Lubbock and hit the deer in Mule Shoe and then came, spent <laughs> yeah. the night in Clovis. So when we, after we ate supper, I said, well, let's just go back to the hotel and crash. I mean, oh, let's go back and rest. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I stepped on, because of the God side of the road, I had all kinds of stickers in my shoe and some of them were coming out and getting stuck in the carpet. Yeah. And I found like four of them. In the hotel that I that I had left from my shoes, and she goes, "You're really good at finding stickers." And I said, "Not as good as you are at finding deer." Oh, <laughs> so I'm, she was fine since she wasn't injured or anything. She didn't have any bruise on Brenda her knee. And Chrissy need to start like a, a wives club. Yeah, they <laughs> like really a do. Survivors. Yeah, club. survivors. I'm married to a stupid husband. <laughs> yes, Ooh, yes. That, that could be a TLC show. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, I married a stupid head. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'd watch that all day. Mondays at seven p.m. Oh man, five mm-hmm. central. My husband is an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That rains so, all over it. So Gosh. you know how hunters always talk about when they go hunting and they say, "I got a deer this year," and everybody asks them invariably what type of wait, rifle or wait, whatever it was wait. they used. So <laughs> wait, wait. Our TV show is called "The Punny Moon's Over." Oh, there you go. Yep. There you go. See you guys. That was good. That was good. I'll take it. <laughs> He's blocking him. Are you locking him out? <laughs> 
I'll never let him in, guys. <laughs> he usually will walk back in. I will never let him in. I have it barricaded shut. He'll never. <laughs> and I'm just using his microphone. It's great. Yeah. He'll but never now come you back. can't control the board. Sam, do you want to be my new co-host? Sure. Okay, bro. What does it pay? Um, uh, Food coupons. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Can I get condiments with those? That's the first time I ever barricaded you out. <laughs> I was so sad and scared, and then I'm like, wait, I'm on the outside. I could leave. That's so good. <laughs> but they ask what kind of rifle did they use, you know, to shoot yeah. the deer. And I, so I said that the other day. I yeah. got a deer this year. Oh, really? What'd you use? Ford Escape. <laughs> <laughs> Ford Escape. Oh, man. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever actually gone hunting before? I, I have gone with a guy who drew for uh, elk bow hunting. I didn't, but I just went to go camping with him and spend a couple days in the woods and, and hike and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to hunt, but I, and we, he didn't get anything. Yeah. But I've never actually, I killed a squirrel one time <laughs> and it broke my heart. It I broke just, your heart. I couldn't. I, you know what? I was the same way, Sam. I Honestly, I, I didn't like, I didn't like yeah. going hunting. I did because my family did it and yeah. I felt like that's, I had to kind of follow in the family's footsteps, but yeah. it, it hurt my heart yeah. when I had to kill I mean, and I And I, listen, I appreciate, I, it doesn't bother me yeah. when somebody else hunts. Yeah. In fact, I even have been the beneficiary of some very nice game meat because people are very gracious and they, hey, try this elk sausage or this elk steak or, mm-hmm. and, and, and I like that, but I, I don't like doing the killing myself, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm not, uh, anybody else who kills, I'm, I'm excited for them because I know that's hard and, and it's a sportsman, right. it's well, not thing, too sportsman for the deer. If you want to make it like a real sportsman thing, you put like landmines <laughs> and then like tape rifles or, to them. Yeah, give, like, the, <laughs> give the deer a chance to yeah. shoot back, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that's not a sport. Not very sportly <laughs> like, but well, if, if you talk it's outdoorsy. To, I'm kidding hunters. If you know, talk to any hunter though, they kind of do feel the same way as yeah. far as like, it doesn't ever feel really, really good to kill something, you know, because there is that like you just took a life kind of thing. Yeah. But- you're doing it for a purpose, and the purpose is is that if you don't control the population, whether it's an elk, a deer, yeah. whatever, that creates other it issues. starts to and it's yeah, not like they're just killing destroy. them. They're just going out and shooting them. They're also exactly using the meat, and it's it's part of the it's the way it's the world. Car- it's part of the it's yeah. part of the ecosystem. A circle man. of life, oh, man. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like the whole wolf thing, you know, when they started to, uh, you know, to integrate all these wolves back into the parks and now they have a hunting season, but it's like, those are basically dogs yeah. and you're going to kill a dog. If you don't, then it's going to kill off all these other things that makes the system work. Yeah. So you have to. So it's kind of tough because you, 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 somebody needs to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that you eat it when you kill it. Because I, I feel like that's... I don't like the trophy hunting. I've never been no, into that. No. I feel like you should eat whatever you kill. Yeah, for so sure. Did Brenda... Did you guys take that deer and... No. Oh, <laughs> really? We, huh. Well, that's not... We left it for the... Not cool, Whatever man. happens to them after they... <laughs> the the flies and oh, larvae. Yeah, yeah. Larvae, larvae, the, the bugs. Well, you should. If you hit a deer, I think there's, there's usually a number wherever you're at you yeah. can call, and yeah. they'll pick it up. And if the meat's still good, they'll use it for like homeless See, and people I did, and stuff. See, I, I just... Oh, that's we, cool. Yeah. The one thing we did learn, Ford has this really cool thing called 911 Assist, and you know the whole Bluetooth phone thing. And yeah. so it, it always it lights up and says 911 Assist is active or whatever. When I, when I pulled over in front of Brenda, she pulled over... She couldn't see, so she just pulled over as far as she could and yeah. felt like it was rough, you know, to be off to the side of the road yeah. on the dirt. She was in the emergency lane and part of the dirt. So I pulled off in front of her and ran back to make sure she was okay. Yeah. And as I opened the door, 
that 911 assist had this automated voice that we've detected an accident. We have wow. contacted emergency personnel uh, or we're attempting to contact 911 or whatever they said. I, I can't remember, but it just this automated voice that kept. And then within another minute, yeah. the 911, what's your emergency? Wow. And so Brenda responded and said, nice. I just hit a deer. And I guess by GPS, we didn't have to, because I didn't know what the mile marker was. Right. There's no way. Wow. That's so cool. we, the, they, the police, the Muleshoe police and the county sheriff came and then the, it, it was really kind of, it was dark. And, and so EMS and the fire truck. Wow. And the, I mean, they scrambled because it's mule shoe. There's not a lot of excitement. Right. So they scrambled <laughs> they everybody. Like, they wanted yeah. to just get out. There's an accident. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And, and so the red yeah. and blue lights were just real pretty. Uh, yeah. But it was, everything's, everybody's good. We're just waiting to find out what's going to happen to the My car. My question is, how did, how did she not see the deer? Because when because you're traveling was, in mule shoe, well, <laughs> it is flat for about 97,000 yes. miles. But it was just dark, dark. right? Yes, it yeah. truly I'm is. just kidding. No, I know. There's literally nothing <laughs> I to see. I asked her the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it came out of the median. It, it was, was like dark. running from three miles away, like, yes. hey, guys! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, motorists! Yeah. Here I come! Here I come! Yeah. And they, you and can the cop, clearly see me! The cop told us that that stretch of highway, because uh, yeah. it was east of it was east of Muleshoe by about four miles, that stretch of road is has been bad this year for deer strikes. Yeah. Uh, all, all kinds of folks have been having wow. deer issues. And plus, Texas is open range. So cows can go back and forth across the oh, highway yeah. too. So you have to be careful. They don't have cattle guards. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, Learn something new every day. Yeah, and this is the the worst thing about when deer run out on the road, especially at nighttime with the headlights, is the headlights make them stop. Yeah. Because they yeah. look at the headlights and they're like, "Oh, what is this?" And then to be fair, I don't think this deer had time to see the headlights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like boom, bam. The only and light gone. it saw was a bright light. The, at the bright end of the light. Tunnel. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Come to me, Bambi. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Whatever her name is, yeah. Oh, Bambi was a boy, so Felice. If it was a girl, yeah. Was it, it was it Felice? No, that's from Felice. Yeah, that's Felice Navidad. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! No, the girl deer has a name. The girl deer? Yeah, that Bambi falls in love with later. Oh, I don't pay attention to that part. Yeah, I don't either. I'm like the flower. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thumper. Thumper. Yeah, thumper. If yeah. you can't say something nice, yeah, don't mm. say nothing at all. And if you guys are looking for a good time online, <laughs> just uh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, boy, this conversation just took a turn. <laughs> took a weird turn. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, just uh, search "car My hits game. moose" on YouTube. Yeah. Steve, watch this. Ready? Ready for this? Yeah. Whoa! Okay, <laughs> dude, this car hits a moose and it goes airborne. Not the car. The moose goes the moose. airborne. Like a moose. <laughs> How did you find this? You, did you? Because it's called Moose Goes Airborne. Like, yeah. how did you even think to Google? Oh, <laughs> see, the thing is with the moose is they're so big that should have completely destroyed the car. that car. But the way that it hit the moose was, I guess, just perfect. It would sent it airborne. And it really didn't damage the car all that much. And it was a. It looks to be a, sm a moose on the smaller side, although even though a small moose is huge. Gosh, they're so big, you guys. They're so big. Feline? Feline. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I Googled it. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, bro. I knew it you know, had Felice? something. You know, Feline. <laughs> Feline Navidad. Feline. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the Feline. crazy thing about Sorry. that whole thing was, you know, I drive all over the state of New Mexico, and I've had some close calls yeah. with elk and deer. And one time I got a coyote pretty good. Um, yeah, I've I've done that. And rabbits. 
you know, I don't know how many rabbits I've run over, but the, the, I've never hit a, a large animal like that yeah, other than right. the, that one coyote that I hit. But uh, so f- the fact that I spend all that time driving, mm-hmm. 11 years, I've been driving in this all over the state for 11 years now and have not hit anything that big. And Brenda, that one time. <laughs> the one time. She's, yeah. she's gifted. Mm-hmm. She is. Mm-hmm. She's got the gift. So anyway, she's good. She's all good. Yeah, there's a big Everybody's thing. Everybody's worried about her. Big, have you guys been uh, um, reading about the whole coyote problem here um, in New Mexico, especially in Albuquerque, where they've uh, they've made it illegal to to shoot coyotes? Oh no, they've um, made it illegal. Yeah, because it's like people are freaking out because it's like, hey man, if they're coming after my chickens, I'm gonna shoot it. Oh yeah, right. kind of thing. And yeah. coyotes, they're like our neighbors. They live in the right. city with us. Right. Especially over by Steve-O's house. There's yeah. a giant one over there. Dude, I mean, over, huge. Yeah. Up where we run, we see them all the time. Yeah, they're big. Part of the city we live in, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they've made it to where... But here's what I don't think people understand is is that you shouldn't kill them because it makes them it makes more coyotes. Yeah. yeah. So if you stop doing that, it actually is a good thing for the population to not hunt them. Right. Because it actually kind of controls them. It controls it, them because yeah. when they feel the, like that, if they're in fear... And they feel like they're trying to be hunted. They actually mate and they produce more. So it's actually a bad thing to hunt coyotes. Wow. Who goes so, home and decides they want to hunt coyotes? A lot of people, well, a lot of people that shoot guns like to, uh, that's just something they like I to do. I know that in sports. eastern New Mexico, a lot of farmers and ranchers will. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're always, they, they're, and they killed like your dogs in the backyard. If you yeah. don't have good protection in they your come backyard, after livestock, they, wow. come, yeah. they'll, they'll find a yeah. way in and they'll kill your little dog. That's not cool, man. Mountain they, lions do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's a it's a crazy thing. They're basically our neighbors. They're dogs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But there's one over by Steve-O's house that I seriously was freaking out over. (laughs) I've never seen a coyote that big before. Really? I was I thought for a second I was going to hunt it, and then I realized what happens if I shoot it, and then it reverts back to the human form because it's really a (laughs) werewolf. (laughs) Is that murder? And how do you explain that? Yeah, like I swear I was hunting a coyote, (laughs) and it just turned back to this naked man in the ground. And I'm like, I swear, skinwalker. I swear it was a dog thing. Yeah. Skinwalker. There's a werewolf in Harry Potter. There is Lupin. Sorry. I watched wow. the last one. <gasps> you did? I did, so we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. Coming up, we're gonna talk Baptist okay. with a Harry Potter fan. Can you talk <laughs> about this on the air? I feel like you can. I mean, maybe not. Okay. Studio at Star yeah. FM. All right, we'll be right back. Hang out. The Morning Invasion with Jackson Stevo on Star 88. Sam and I were just looking up uh, the wolf-coyote hybrid. Yeah, somebody the, chimed in about that. The cow-wolf. Or the ca- koi-wolf. Koi-wolf, thank you. Koi-wolf. C-O-Y-W-O-L-F. Koi-wolf. Koi-wolf. It's a hybrid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. They say uh, usually it's the gray wolves from British Columbia and the western coyotes. They produce... These hybrids of half coyote, half wolf. They're beautiful creatures. Yeah, it's fascinating. Man alive. Have you ever seen a wolf? Not not in the wild. Oh my gosh, a wolf is so tall. I've seen some in the in like in the zoo, and they're they're huge. They're so tall, yeah. they have these long legs, yeah. and they are so scary. Yeah. Especially when there's a pack of them. And, uh, You've seen a pack of wolves? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up in Montana? I used to wrestle them all the time. Oh, wow. 
That's almost a reality show on TBS. Your face went to believing me to, okay, yeah, no, that's not true at all. Okay. Yeah. Nice try there, Dick. Actually, uh, growing up, um, when I was uh, in high, I think in high school is when they start started to uh, reintroduce them into the uh, into West Yellowstone National Park. Okay. But when I was younger, growing up, there was no wolves anywhere. Yeah. They they had died off, and so but the ecosystem. I mean, they need wolves. Yeah. And they found that when they started reintroducing them into the park, the park started to come alive again. Yeah. Where some other spots in the park were dying, yeah. now they were just like. Just blooming. It was crazy. amazing. Crazy how God set up the ecosystem right? to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man, we have to come in and put in a subdivision. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't blame the sharks; it's their water. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're just swimming. <laughs> oh man, there was a dude that got bit by a shark, and I saw it on the news yesterday. So he he said, "I'll probably go surfing again. It's their water, dude. <laughs> we're we're invading their home." I mean. I deserve to be bit. It's a pretty good uh, thought. Yeah. I don't know if you deserve to be bit. Well, I don't know that he said that. I may be be embellishing. Okay. Wait, hold on, guys. Hold on. I'm getting word on the phone right now. Is a wolf-coyote hybrid calling us right now (laughs) on the show? Good morning. Normally, I'd play along, but this is kind of serious. I hate your face. Why didn't you play along? (laughs) You play along, booty. Um. I know it's a little late, and I've been debating on calling in on this, but since Sam's there, I figured it's a great time to do this. Yes. So, um, Stephen? Uh, yes. Stephen? Y- yes. Okay. Whew. All right. Yes. I feel Dex puts a lot of effort into the show, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. He, um, he plans things. He, he writes yes. up scripts. I mean, mm-hmm. there's writer. been a few oh, nights yeah. he called me uh-huh. and tears. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah because uh, he's worried about how the show's going to go and just kind of knowing the pain and the struggle he goes through. Mm. Do you think it would be possible as a New Year's resolution, Stephen? Yes. Can you make it back from break on time and be ready? (laughs) Yes. Normally I get the like, hey, we're going live thing because uh, behind the scenes, I'm actually producing the podcast Uh, and loading everything. Because you can't do that after the show at all. I mean, I I I think, you know. So, I, I mean, that's yeah. that's not while they possible. were busy in here just enjoying conversation, <laughs> yeah. I was actually like mm-hmm. working yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, that's not. But that's I mean, fine. we would appreciate it. But all right, yeah. I mean, thank do, you. Do what you. Thank can. you for calling, Steve. I'll do what I can in the future. I will do what I can. Thank you. In the future. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So. Bye bye. Next time, play along with my bit. All right. Play yeah. along with my bit. Now, yeah. the one thing about Steve-O um, delaying his reentry and mm-hmm. coming back from break is I get to say the temperature. Yeah, you did. And that makes me feel So we don't even need him. May, well, no, we need him, but it makes me feel yeah, professional. I don't know, I don't know man. Mm. More and more. Okay. Because I can use my quasi-radio voice. <laughs> I like your quasi-radio voice. High today of 44 degrees. Can you go into a movie reviewer? Yeah. Dude, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Is this okay? Can we talk about this? I did mean, you uh, call the commissioner of the Baptists? The commissioner. Yeah, of the do you guys have like Baptist? a like a a GM? Like who's the, uh, no. the cob? Yeah, we have the Baptist the Mafia. The I have Baptist to worry about mafia. the Baptist Mafia. Okay, it's more of a syndicate. Another yeah. great TLC show. <laughs> the Baptist Mafia. The Baptist Mafia. That actually might exist already. I'll read you some scripture you can't refuse. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, they have the Amish Mafia. That's what they have. <laughs> yeah, there's no Baptist Mafia. <laughs> they need to be I mean, a there Baptist is one. Mafia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got to be baptized. We were hanging with a friend though that was that grew up Baptist, and it was like. Baptist, Missouri, oh, really? like oh, yeah. Bible Belt, 
revivals on in the summers and yeah. Yeah. Out here we call them revival so, meetings because you know it's not up to us yeah. to have a revival. God's the one that has to bring the revival. <laughs> but but move on. Let's move on. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you over the Christmas break dove into some movies that you have never seen before. I had seen most of them. You have not seen parts the of most of them. Series. I had not seen the final one. Oh man. I had How not did seen you the do final. that. You just didn't care enough. It's like a two-parter where it sets it up like, hey, well, man, what happened was, it's about to go I, crazy. I went to see the first one. I was in Artesia on uh-huh. opening weekend of the of part one, uh-huh. <laughs> which was hilarious. The Deathly Hallows? The Deathly Hallows need, part one. You need to re-see it. It's not a comedy. No, I know. <laughs> but the part that was hilarious <laughs> okay. was there was like 35 people in the theater. Oh. I didn't even have to wait in line. Yeah. I'm like, opening weekend, there's yeah. no way we're going to get into this movie. And yeah. I walk up and say, I want to see this. And she goes, oh, yeah, here. Yep, I got my go. ticket, got my popcorn, walked in, and there were... 30 people in there. 30 people. It was great. Well, it was a population wonderful. of 4,200. Yes, so, so it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so the mm-hmm. so the the first one was really good, and yeah. I had seen enough. Yeah. I don't know that I had watched beyond the third one all the way through. Okay. I'd seen parts of all the rest of them. Yeah. So I knew enough of what was going on mm-hmm. to not be like lost in Deathly Hallows Part 1. Okay. So I knew who the main characters were. There was yeah. one or two of some of those side characters. I was like, I'm not sure who that is, but then I... If you Figured say that. Neville Longbottom is a side character, I will. <laughs> no, Neville Longbottom is a stud, you, bro. Yes, I love is. Neville. Me too. He grew to be one of my favorite characters. He is majorly important in the books, and they don't give him enough love in the movies. I do love it early in the movies when he says it takes it takes uh, courage to stand up to your friends. Yes, dude. He, and they got bonus points for Dumbledore that. said that. Dumbledore. Harry Potter. No! Harry Potter. Right? Harry, Harry. So Harry. when the second oh. one came out, I, yeah. it just kind of got lost in of the confusion because I wasn't yeah. I wasn't like oh I can't wait till the second one comes out you weren't a Potterhead yeah mm. yeah but I enjoyed the stories yes. immensely yeah. so well done well written well acted every person in that yeah every character they cast was of course you know this it's all old now to everybody of else but to me especially part two was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, it's old enough that I'm like, can we spoil? Can we talk about it? It's like a decade There's or no more. There's no spoilers. I know. Come on. Harry you know, Potter. they did some research about spoilers. Speaking of that, real quick, just a little side note, that it takes the, st- if we know the ending, we will still watch it because it takes the stress off of us because we don't like the unknown. Hmm. That's funny. I'm literally the opposite of that. Yeah. Well, you're, you're. I'm weird. I'm a four. You're sort of. Oh, the mainstream's like, oh, this is how it is. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm an individual. What's a four? Uh, is that that Indiagram thing? Yeah, it's oh. an Indianagram. Yes, I'm an individualist. So you're from Indiana. So and Indianagram. the Indianagram. I need yeah. to do that to find out what number I am. Uh, no, you don't. don't I don't want to pigeonhole you. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> okay. So I'll check it out. But, all right. Yeah. Anyway, so back to yeah. Yeah. So you got to watch them all. Yeah. And as a uh, as you know, I want on the record as a Baptist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, the views expressed by Sam Swan are his own. Well, for me, not those of all the Baptists, I'm clearly passionate about those books yes. and films. It makes me want to go back and read and the, the books. allegory of Christ. Yeah, where a the chosen one was born to die. Yeah, at the right time. Yeah, at the perfect time. Yeah, like this boy was raised up. Like a lamb to the slaughter, they said, like, to die at the perfect time is, I mean, it, 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 I guess that's why I was so passionate about it before, because it always frustrated me, because there was this 
religious divide uh, within Harry Potter. Yeah. But if you actually took the time to do research and read it for yourself, um, man, it's a brilliant allegory it's, of Jesus. Yeah. And it's meant to be that. Yeah. It's the classic story of good versus evil yeah. on, on the basic level. Yes. And and there were there were Messiah elements that are clearly seen yeah. in in the way that things happen and the way that it comes about. Yeah. And an appointed time. I will say yeah. the book does a much better job because the movie I'm sure. The movie, in my opinion, missed the the death and resurrection moment. It's much more powerful in the book. Yeah. The book, I mean, because that was her intention. Yeah. It was an allegory of Jesus. Yeah. She didn't want to give that away because, you know, not everybody likes spoilers. Right. So. Well, and even if she did give it away, then they would they would have created a whole other controversy. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was enough controversy surrounding it anyway. Yeah. Just to even yeah. talk about it. But yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very much worth our time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we did it a little differently, like, um. We watched one, two, and th- one and two right away. Okay, and then we the Christopher the next, Columbus films, yeah, <laughs> the kid films, and then we watched the like three and four. Okay, we, we kind of like did two at a time. I like that. That's cool. We we kind of broke it up. Yeah, and and because uh, because I wanted I I can sit and watch movies forever. I yeah. can I can marathon. <laughs> oh I can, yeah, I can binge watch. Yeah. Yeah. But Brenda Brenda's like I'm tired of this. Let's mm. watch something else. So or let's. Let's, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. Let's go to bed. I know it's Christmas break, but we don't have to stay up late every night. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how we did it. So we broke it up. But it, so we even watched the final one, Deathly Hallows Part Two, right after school started. Mm. So she okay. had already gone back to school and we, because we just stretched it out and then other things happened. We were out of town, all kinds of stuff. But is um, it okay that my favorite character in the entire series is Snape? Is that cool? <laughs> You know he what? is hands down the greatest character. I, well, he's a I four. Went, he's went a four. From, you can he's, relate. He's not a four. I went back what? and forth on Snape. At first, because I, I, I kind of yeah. knew, you know, yeah. in the first two, you're like, is he a good guy? Is he yeah. a bad guy? And then you find out he's a good guy. Yeah. And then later on, you think, oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He fooled me. He completely fooled me. And then in the very end, you find out yeah. he's a great guy. Well, yeah. let's he's hold not, on. He's not even a good guy. He's the best. Hold yeah. on. Hold he on, you guys. Is. We have a few people chiming in. They don't even know what Harry Potter is or what it's about. So I okay. feel like I kind of have to play like a little trailer or what oh, Harry Potter okay. is okay. just to catch people up. Okay. A brain, <laughs> a beauty, a jug, a rebel, and a recluse. Yes. You're going to suffer, mm-hmm. but you're going to be happy about it. Before this day is over, they'll break the rules. Spare their souls. How does it feel, Harry? I see the way you look at her. Take some chances. How do you know what I am? Done things that would shock you. And touch each other in a way they... Okay, well, I mean, let's just move on from that one. Maybe they're talking about emotionally. You know what? I didn't want to risk it, Sam. But, you know, that was an old trailer. The trailers are not like they used to be, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that was about The Breakfast Club. It was definitely The Breakfast Club. That was not Harry Potter. I used to live in a trailer. Did you really? had it too? It was The Breakfast Club. So, So, okay, we talked this week, earlier in the week, with Jason Mills, who's like a Dungeons & Dragons guy. And it's like, ooh, that's... In the 80s, there was the satanic panic. Yeah. For your generation, was there something that the church was just... Because I I, I know I have a friend who's uh, around your age who was a pastor, and his, his thing, at least... For him, culturally, in Texas, it was the the television set, the the boob tube yeah. was like this is yeah. this is satanic and this is going to ruin 
the church. I remember I was a young youth pastor when the whole D and D thing came. Okay, about yeah. So I I was a young so you were youth part pastor. Of the satanic of, panic. Yeah. Part of that. Uh, well, were you part of uh, <laughs> I'm the serious, propaganda? That's really what it was yeah, called. Yeah, it was were called. you part of the propaganda? Not the propaganda. I was. Just I tried. To, thankfully, I learned early on in my ministry to learn the concept of discernment. Yeah. Rather than just drawing a line in the sand and saying this is evil, this is good. I wanted to equip my students to be able to, because I could have done that. So you're lukewarm. <laughs> you're not hot or cold. Cool, man. And I, I just want to I have prepare never you been for the to e- email it, okay? we get, the one email we yeah, get. <laughs> but, but my deal was I wanted to equip my students to be able to make those decisions yeah. later in life. I, it's not my job to tell them what to believe. Yeah, I'm going to show them the truth, and I want them with all of my heart to believe the truth yeah. and to follow and to live the truth. But at the same time, they have to learn to discern those things for themselves. So as part of that satanic panic, there was a little bit part of it w- with the rock music thing. You know, rock like music kiss, being kiss evil. Kiss in service of Satan. Yeah, or knights kiss, in Satan service, service or whatever. Service. Did anybody listen to Kiss back then? Yeah. Because it's like, no, God was like, gave I was under rock 10. So all the, to you. And I'm like, this was the band that people were saying was satanic? When I was in, that was boring, when I was like in junior like, high. <laughs> the rock and roll... <laughs> Wanna yeah, but, but so in those poppy. days, but in those days, it was not. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I know you can't. You, I can't. You can't generationally, like you can't Megadeth, understand that. Metallica. But like, right. those those even, remember Elvis Presley when it came on the uh, scene. So when people, so when Metallica, when Metallica came, it made Kiss feel <laughs> right. When Metallica they so came out, poppy. they made Kiss feel tame. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I listen to Kiss now, and I'm like, why didn't I like them when I was in junior high? <laughs> exactly. Because they're awesome. Yeah. But I, because I had friends of mine, I lived in Virginia at the time that Kiss was really big. And and so that was the thing. When I was in junior high and high school, the early part of high school, maybe like late elementary through junior high. Yeah. Rock music was the evil thing. Yeah. That's that's what everybody was. It wasn't TV. TV had, it had moved from TV. Okay. To to rock and roll. roll. Because there were groups like Kiss and and everybody, and everybody, the, the Eagles and, uh, foreigner and all all those groups from that era, seventies and eighties. Uh, well, I'm like, I love I, foreigner. I did grow up in 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 probably the greatest time of rock history, but I I'm mean, just throwing it out. Nineties rock alternative. Nineties rock alternative really, give, was I'll a nice Allison addition. Chains. Was was a nice addition to what the foundation of the classic rock that I, was okay. established. I agree. By those groups from the seventies, <laughs> yes. Aerosmith, Jefferson Airplane. I mean, like, you I, just mentioned Aerosmith seventies. Good on you. <laughs> well, yes. There you go. See. Uh, oh, I'm so freaked out. And I'm telling you, my music. What was that talking about? So rock and roll was evil. Yeah. Okay. The problem I had as a kid, because I liked all kinds of music. I grew right. up. My dad loves country, so I grew up listening to country music. And okay. I'm not. I'm not talking about Garth Brooks country You're music. About, like, I'm talking about Merle Haggard, Merle Haggard oh, yeah. and Charlie yes. Pride, George Jones, and, George Cash. Jones yes. and Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. That kind of country music. Yeah. Oh, what school. was considered pure country too. music yeah. in those yeah. days? Pure country. Which, which was Strait. really what was what available. <laughs> At that time, and George, <laughs> that's huh? a great movie. That was a great movie. I loved it. King of Broken Hearts is still my favorite song <laughs> yeah. by George Strait. That's Anyways, so, sorry, so moving on. So the rock music thing was a, an issue growing up. So along with that was the thing we always wanted to do in the youth group. We wanted to have a dance Ooh. at the church, but that's we didn't Baptists. We don't you we don't, don't dance. dance, yeah, and we don't play cards. But it's okay to play forty two with dominoes, <laughs> but you're not allowed to play crazy eights. With cards, really? So we got around that by playing Uno. That was perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just crazy eights with Uno cards, wow. yeah, right? Or crazy sevens, whichever one you want to play. 
So those are the things that I remember as a kid that were sort of the controversial. Yeah. I remember we had a panel of adults up on the platform, and we even it, this was such a big deal that we there were so many of us there that they had to do it in the main auditorium of our church, which wasn't that big, but it was bigger than where we right. would have our youth stuff. <clears throat> and the panel discussion was, if we wanted to have a dance, even if we had all the lights on, why can't we have a dance? Yeah. And, and then some of the adults gave their reasons. And, and as a kid, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I could see why. But it wasn't like they just said, uh, what I appreciated was that they didn't just say, you can't have a dance that's evil. Yeah. They gave us reasons why they didn't want us to, and though I may not have agreed with it, at least they were willing to tell right, us and sure. give us a reason. Wasn't just because the Bible says so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen yeah. to me. They yeah. didn't want to put the kids in uncomfortable situations that's where exactly they could what, lust over, that, yeah, like exactly. the back yeah. of a Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they're really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Extremely. Here's a question for you: Do we need to take a break, or are we just chilling? Are oh, we we'll good? Just keep going. You grew up. Rock and roll was the thing. For us, it was the satanic panic of the 80s of like, you know, metal music and or Dungeons and Dragons. Which was built on all that other previous stuff. How does a person, either a young adult or even just someone young in the faith, how does someone navigate these waters um, wanting to grow in their faith, not necessarily wanting to be stifled, but also using discernment? Because I do think there are times, of course, where the church would say, hey, this is evil. And it is evil. Yeah. So... So how do we navigate that as a believer? That's a great question. I think Thank you. I th- <laughs> wow, you must do this for a living. I mean, I like I think he more I think he meant like it's a great question like he doesn't know the yeah. answer to that. <laughs> well, I'm that's, not, I, when I somebody mean, doesn't know an answer, they always compliment the question <laughs> no, and then right. change the subject. Wow, so my favorite question. song by the Eagles. Yeah. Ooh, what is your favorite Hotel song? California. Is it really? Uh, I hate yeah. that song. Okay. I mean, on a dark desert highway? Yeah, no, I get cool it. Cool wind in your hair? Yeah, no, I got it. Nice I heard, maybe it's because that was my mom's jam. Yeah. So that to, to well, me, that's kind of weird for you. I, I yeah. understand. No, I also like Desperado. That's a great song. Oh, too. gosh. Desperado. Okay, so that song. question, Steve, I, yeah. I think, um, and I mentioned this a little bit last week, always go back to the scripture. Always go back to the scripture. No matter what we're listening to or talking about or, or hearing even the Christian books that we read, Christian novels or whatever, we have to be very careful that we, we run everything that we read and see through the filter of the Scripture. Now, there are some Scriptures, avoid the appearance of evil. Uh, stay away from bad th- evil things, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. I'm right, not quoting right, right. exact passages of Scripture, but that's in there. The, the idea is that we don't, we don't know all all of the things that are harmful to us. But as we're reading the scripture, God continues to reveal to us through his word and through the Holy Spirit, this is not good for you to participate. Paul even says, all things are permissible, all things are permissible for me when he's talking about rituals and things like that. And that can be applied to us in saying that, yeah, I can do anything that I want. I have the freedom to do anything that I want, but is it going to be beneficial for me? Yeah. So there are some people that that are struggling with certain things. Let's say that there's a, a certain group that they listen to and it, and it, and it uh, reminds them of bad decisions that they made that before they came to know Christ. Mm-hmm. That person may come to the conclusion or conviction, I need to avoid that group because of what it reminds me of, right. and I'm no longer, that's no longer a- appealing to me, yeah. and so I'm going to leave that behind. Hmm. As opposed to, I'm going to cut out all secular music because it's all evil. That's a big difference there. Yeah. Where we 
we realize it's kind of like when somebody's trying to quit smoking. The last thing you want to do when you're trying to quit smoking is go and hang out in the smoking section yeah. outside with your coworkers, even though, oh, I'm not going to smoke. I just love the conversation. But you're putting yourself <laughs> yeah. in yeah. that position that you might, it would be easier to fail. Same yeah. thing with alcoholism. If you're yeah. trying to quit yeah. drinking, the last place you need to be is in a brewery or a, or a pub. And I'm sorry, no, but that's just going to that's doesn't just going to that create, you can never that ever doesn't mean you can never ever go, go back in there. But one, when you're right. working through yeah. that, you need to avoid that True. because it's easier to to trip up again when you put yourself in that same position. Yeah. So for some of us, we have to make the decision. I have to make a clean cut on some of these things out of my life. Others of us. Because we have to recognize that the process of discipleship and God transforming our heart is a process, yeah. and it's a lifelong process. Yeah. It's not going to be finished until we die or Jesus comes back, whichever happens first. Yeah. So as long as we're alive and have breath in our lungs, we are in this process of being made uh, to be like Christ. For some of us, that means instantly we're going to cut some of those things out. For yeah. some of us, for others of us, it's it's as we get in the process, we realize, oh. Yeah. That's not good for me and my yeah. walk with the Lord. And so now I'm going to get rid of that. Yeah. So it 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 is de- purely dependent upon what God is how God is working in each each individual's yeah. life. Now we have to be careful not to use that as an excuse. Oh yeah. to go ahead and participate in stuff like that. Sure. Oh yeah. That's why I, I you know people say, "Well, I'm struggling with this." I say, "Well, stop doing it." Yeah. for a little while. Why are you struggling? Because you keep putting yourself in that position. To create the struggle, you're creating the own, your own struggle. I had a great mentor one day uh, tell me that, and it's something I, I still think about, like when you're dealing with anything like that. Um, hey, learn to say no to one thing every day. Yeah. Like yeah. something, and for him, it was like, it could be something as basic as when you go to the drive through you don't order that Coke with the meal, you get a water instead. Right. It was like disciplining yourself with these little things every single day. Just say no to one thing every day Mm -hmm. because it in turn helps you grow in when you have to cut things out and say no. Because I know for me, I always have a hard time when it's like, you know, this needs to be cut out entirely. And what we, uh, total surrender is like, oh, that's so, that feels so impossible. Yeah. But there's surrender or there's not surrender. Yeah, you're know? either surrendered or not. Yeah. And but, so. but the other thing we have to keep in mind is that it is a, though we have initially surrendered or made yeah. a decision we want to surrender, Yes, it is a process of surrendering every day. Every day. And, and, and we have to, that's why yeah. Jesus talks about denying ourselves, taking up your cross daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That idea of making a conscious decision in the morning, Lord, I follow you today. I'm going to deny myself. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to follow where you're leading me to. Mm, yeah. That that's a daily surrender that we have to make. We just have to remember that no matter what, love will keep us alive. Because <laughs> that's actually the best yeah. eagle love song. Love will keep Dude, us alive. I would die for you. Climb the highest mountain, yeah. baby. There's nothing I wouldn't do. That is, come on, man. I, would die I get for I get you. Hotel California. I do. I really do. Yeah. That's my a good mom might too. say, like, take it to the limit, or yeah. there's so many good ones, but Great sorry, one. I just, I'm stuck on the Eagles Desperado. still. <laughs> <laughs> Love will Why keep us alive, man! To <sighs> What's your favorite Eagles song? Though? I don't That's... like the Eagles. I never have. Really? Ugh. What about Chicago? Love Chicago. Mm. What's your favorite Chicago oh, song? Oh man, that's oh, man. a tough that's one. That's a hard one because there are so many. Peter Cetera is my See, and jam. I'm, and I'm, not, and I'm, I'm talking even before break? Peter Cetera was the main See, singer, I'm dude. Like I'm the talking Peter's about Cetera era. Yeah. We're the Peter Cetera era. I'm talking era. Terry yeah. Kath, the guy. I don't even know who that is. That was the guy. <laughs> like, he who accidentally shot himself. Oh, accidentally. He was messing around in the the 
Gun no went off. Yeah. Uh, it happened when I was a is junior that in high school. See, That's why can, Peter Cetera became the vocal. No the main, now, now See, Peter Cetera can use tragedies yeah. to bring about Peter an even Cetera band. sang <laughs> some lead on some of the tracks yeah. early on, but but Terry Cat the the song "Color My World" that's Terry Cat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have to go back and listen to some. Yeah. Uh, Oh old man, Chicago. they're so yeah. Because that was the what is the Fourth of July song? Uh, that was a old school Chicago. Uh, Saturday in the park. Saturday in the park. Saturday. It's totally different. In the park. Yeah. Think it was a Fourth of July. Yeah. see. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So here's my here's my question because I loved everything you just said, but I, I'm sitting over here, just feeling gypped because growing up in the '80s. Uh, my mom or grandma or whoever it was, you know, um, was told that, you know, these bands like Kiss and ACDC or Led Zeppelin, mm -hmm. they are from the devil. They had a satanic music. Right. And you are not allowed to, to listen to that. I don't and think so, they did it because they hated you. I think no, they did no, it because they love you. Absolutely. Right. But, in the, in, but at the same time, thank you that I was, I'm so grateful that I was strong in my faith as I, as I grew up. Because when I found the truth about a lot of the things that I was taught growing up, I could have easily walked away from my faith. And I see a lot of people, I have friends and family members that have walked away from yeah. their faith because it just felt like it was like a brainwashing of, you know, some some sort, you know, growing up. Because yeah. we were taught things that we found out weren't true. Right. And it just made me realize and, and to think that, man, we got to be so careful with just believing what someone tells us. Right. And I'm kind of grateful that we have the internet because it can be a good and bad thing if you use it correctly right. because there's so much information and we can go out there and research it and find out the truth for ourselves yeah. um, so easily. Back when the 80s, we couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, we just kind of took someone's word for it. Yeah. yeah. Or we had to go find a book, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, okay, I guess I'll go to the library and find a book to find out the truth right. on this. And it was just a lot of research right. that you had to do. Right. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I just want to say, it's like, we have to be careful, especially the church, when we just come up with something that someone says, whether it's a pastor or it's somebody at church that found out through, you know, Wilma said that, oh my right. gosh, right. this band is from the devil. Yeah. You and know that's, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I said, Dex, it's important for us to always go back to the scripture. Yeah. And you guys were talking earlier about pursuing things. Mm -hmm. When on my way here, I heard you use that word a couple of times. I don't even remember exactly what you were talking about on my way here. I was pursuing your dreams, busy trying not to crash into the fog. Sure, <laughs> yeah, but the or crash in the fog. I don't think you can crash into the fog. <laughs> you can crash in the midst of. Let's move on. So, um, <laughs> the idea of making sure that when we're discipling people, that we're helping them to pursue Christ and not a list of do's and don'ts. Yeah. We, we are so, and, and part of it is because we're Americans and we want things black and white, clear cut. Don't give me, don't give me the, the narrative. Just give me the bullet points. Yeah. Some of us are like that. And we say, okay, all right. So the bottom line is I need a process. I need a seven stop process, seven step process to become holy. Folks, there is not a seven step process to become holy. There's not a seven step process to be humble. There's not a seven-step process in following Christ. There are so many things, and it and it and it is it is it entails all of life, and we are so good at also compartmentalizing. So we yeah. want this list of things. So in order to be a good Christian, you read your Bible every day, you pray, you give to the church, you don't listen to rock and roll, you don't play cards, but it's okay to play forty-two with yeah. dominoes. You don't 
smoke, cuss, or drink, or go out with girls who do, mm-hmm. those kind of things like that, because that's easy for us to digest and figure out. Sure. Life is much more complicated than that, and it is, it's harder. And the scriptures are full of instructions on, on how to be discerning, on how to make the best decisions, not just good decisions, right. yeah. but the best decisions. Yeah. What is going to be best for me in my relationship with God? Is what I'm participating in, is it going to distract me from walking with Christ or is it going to enhance yeah. to help me to understand to walk with Christ? Yeah, because yeah. honestly, listening, like discovering Led Zeppelin as an adult was one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me because <laughs> I saw God all over that. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I felt God more in Led Robert Zeppelin Plant than I ever did in Carmen. A solid believer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I'm having a hard time with. Same it's with like, Lou Graham from Foreigner. Yeah, Dude's a bro. Christian. Yeah. He does worship. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. But some people, maybe they don't feel or, or hear God when they listen to Led Zeppelin, and that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. If they, yeah. that's not your thing, it's not your thing. But. One of the things that I that I started kind of as a young youth pastor, that, that Charlie Pride used to do this song called Roll On Mississippi. Mm. And it, it's kind of a story about growing up along the banks of the Mississippi River, and part of the lyric is walking along, singing a song, barefoot and fancy free. And he's just talking about the beauty of, of living on the banks or being able to play on the banks of the yeah. Mississippi River. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a country, it is straight up country song. It's right. one of, it's one of my favorite songs by Charlie Pride. Hmm. And, and I remember thinking as a young youth pastor, there's nothing wrong with that song. Right. Right. There is not a single thing in that song about drinking or sleeping around or, and that was the other thing that used to bother me because I listen to country and I listen to rock and roll mm-hmm. and all the, all the church folks, not all of them, some of the church folks were running down rock and roll. Yeah. But they weren't running down right. country, and I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute, mm-hmm. Barbara, Barbara! Oh gosh, I can't even Streisand. think of her name. No, 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 dude, country. Oh gosh, I can't even think of her name. Walters. I, no, <laughs> close. Barbara. Uh, Patsy Klein. Yeah, she was big before Reba McIntyre. Oh. She was sort of the Re- she was Reba before Reba was Reba. Oh, uh, anyway, Faith Hill. No, <laughs> she says you can eat crackers in my bed anytime. Oh, and if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Dolly Parton. So uh, nobody got mad at those songs, right? Because it didn't have a beat. Everybody right. was upset about the beat exactly. in the rock and roll thing. But yeah. that was that to me was never the issue. Yeah. So I I want people to be discerning. Barbara Mandrell. Barbara Mandrell. Barbara Mandrell. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. I totally forgot. I hadn't talked about Barbara in such a long time. Oh, we can't Barbara. play her. He's saying she's bad. Oh, yeah. she's a harlot. She, she's oh. she wanted dudes in bed. She wants with you to share crackers. I, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And if loving you is Wasn't right, I don't want to be Dallas? wrong. No. Loving you Dynasty? Wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. She and Dynasty. No, as long as you is right. I, wait, how does it go? You just messed me if up. You messed yourself up. You, so well. you said if loving you is right. I don't want right, 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 to close my yeah. eyes. Okay. Just See, I, I just take I fix it and Christianize it all. By the way, Chicago's number one hit of all time is hard to say. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. According oh, to the Billboard charts. Yeah. That's, They've only had three number ones in their entire career. The, which is amazing to me. Yeah. You know why? 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 Because they didn't surrender to pop music they stuff. Woo! They did their own Look thing. Away they was were number two, and they, if you leave me now is number three. They weren't concerned about, and those are all newer Chicago. They are. Newer Chicago. Yeah, the seventies. Yeah. So new. Yeah, like late seventies, the early seventies. Their best 70s song stuff. is actually it only peaked at number three, and that was "You're the Inspiration." Yeah, the reason. Did. Oh. <laughs> That's that was one of Peter Cetera's biggest. When part. you love. Yeah. That's their best song. Guys, we got to go. <laughs> Sam, How's I love the show? This is one of the best conversations ever. Ma'am! I am so glad that we got to have it today. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That was good, man. All right. That's love good. you guys. That's all we got to. There ain't no more. That's right. Time is tight. It's the end of the show.